Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hello there, what it do, how are you, and welcome to episode 49 of Above the Nest with Rachelle, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football, that is Eagles football of course, and I'm your host Rachelle Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. What's up everyone and happy Friday Eve. We are officially one week away from the 2022 NFL draft. And so the NFL coverage continues, the NFL draft coverage continues here at BG. And you guys know that this season is very, very special to us. And so I felt what better way to get into this week than to bring on not one, but two of my sisters in sports. I think that, you know, this is much needed because this is a male dominant field and it's not very often that I get to bring on my sisters and we get to talk, you know, birds. So I'm very, very honored to have two of these lovely ladies. First and foremost, I have Breezy. She has a host. She's the host for this podcast called Sports and Stilettos. So you guys can check her out. And then also I brought on Simone, who also has a YouTube channel and it's called Simone with the Sports. So you guys can look at, look into her at Simone Stanley. So check both of them out. But ladies, How's it going? How are both of you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I'm I'm doing great. Um, I'm anxious. I can't wait for this draft to start. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, I don't know where time went. We're set up seven days away. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to get into first, like, the biggest storyline from Wednesday. I know both of you guys heard what's going on with Debo Samuel, you know, requesting this trade from the 49ers. So, one, would you want to see him come to Philly? And, like, what are the what's the likelihood of that actually happening, do you think? I would love to see him come to Philly, especially in this draft. I see a lot of people, a lot of Eagles fans saying they want to get a wide receiver in the first round, which I do not necessarily agree with just because it's not like a specific wide receiver in this draft that's supposed to be like an automatic game changer. So I don't necessarily see the point of using a first round pick on a wide receiver that could easily be a second round talent. Um, especially in such a defensive heavy draft, but I do see the need to upgrade our wide receiver room. And I, if we're going to use a first round pick on a wide receiver in the draft, it just seems much more prudent for me to use that pick on Debo Samuel, who's young and already proven. So I would love to have Debo Samuel on this team. Now the likelihood, I don't know, but I would love it. And I would definitely use one of my first round picks um, to get him. So for me, I'm I'm a little biased, or I'm I don't want to say biased. I'm a little I'm a little torn on this because Debo Samuel as a talent is absolutely incredible. You know, you get literally two positions for the price of one, and he is amazing at both of them. But if you bring him into Philadelphia with the offense that we have now, I feel like he would take away a little bit from everyone. He would take away 
um, you know, running uh, from, you know, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. And then he could also take away uh, uh, catches from, uh, you know, even Dallas Goddard as a tight end. And I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that too much. I mean, you, that's the biggest thing like right now and about him is the fact that he is such a versatile player, you yes. know? So, and also thinking financially too, like that's one of the things that I was considering. I hadn't thought about like, you know, maybe taking away the production from other players because he can play running back and he can also play wide receiver, but financially too, like we know that the defensive side of the ball is like where the need is. So right. if we were to, you know, trade for him, does that take away from the other holes that need to be fixed? Oh, absolutely. I don't think so does. because if you get somebody like Debo Salmon, first of all, money has to get paid anyway. Like mm -hmm. you got to pay money to somebody on the team. Right now we have a slew, like Miles hasn't gotten paid yet. Dallas Goddard is the only one that gotten paid that has gotten paid. We're obviously not playing um, Jalen Rager, Quiz not getting paid. Um, Devonta Smith is still on his rookie deal. So Jalen Hurst as well. So if we're going to cash out on somebody, I feel like it needs to be somebody like Debo Samuel, who's already proven that he's worth the money because when contract time comes up for these other guys, we're not even going to know if we, there's nobody on this team. We don't even want to give the max two on offense right now. Um, except for Devonta Smith, just judging off of his rookie campaign, but that's in three years. So if it was Debo is just so automatic, like he just automatically made, he carried the Niners, <laughs> like he carried the Niners single-handedly. So if he comes in and he takes Dallas Goddard off the table, if he comes in and takes anybody off the table, if, if it's resulting in wins, that's what a star receiver does. He draws all the attention. So if Devonta Smith becomes the number two, then battle it out. That just makes Devonta Smith even more better because that's going to make Devonta Smith want to work harder. You, spots can't be guaranteed. You bring somebody like Debo in, and then it elevates everybody else to have to step their stuff up if they want to stay on this team. Okay. Bree, did you want to have something to say? Or I know you were saying something. <laughs> um. With him, with him being so versatile, do you guys think that it might throw off the play calling and the in the game plan for Nick Sirianni? Just because he may feel like he has to be, you know, a little more creative because, you know, he's such a versatile talent if he comes here. I think he would fit pretty well compared to like all the other teams. The 49ers offensive scheme is similar to the uh, Eagles offensive scheme, like both very run heavy. And we know that he does that well. So I don't think that it would cause like any drastic shift because he already does. They already do this well. So if anything, that should be more of an easy adjustment for him to, you know, fit in because this is what they do well, you know. But we've heard things about him wanting um, a little bit different when it comes to how the 49ers were using him. We have heard a little bit about how he wants to be used differently. So I don't know. I don't know all the details regarding that, but right. I wouldn't think it would be too difficult because they're very similar to how the Eagles are. Yeah, I agree. And two, also with the Colts, like Nick Sirianni with the Colts, he had a lot of different like positionless players as well that he like as an offensive coordinator that he didn't have with the Eagles. And he said when he got to the Eagles, he wanted to 
you know, fix the passing game and whatever. So I think he does want to get more creative um, just because, you know, that's what kind of offense he's coming from. But I don't think we had the players where he could be creative. But now if you bring in somebody like Debo, you know, the options are limitless. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And, okay, I want to shift and talk about Jalen Hurts, you know. We got to do it. We got to do it. What were both of your thoughts based off of his second year? Were you, you know, pleased? Do you feel like the expectations are extremely high? Like, what does that mean for him going into this third season? Bree, did you want to start? Because, yeah. Uh, Well, I honestly, I really didn't have extremely high expectations for Jalen Hurts just because of the limited playing time that he had in his his first season. Um, but I definitely thought the potential was there. I, I didn't think that there would be uh, any any time that he wouldn't rise to the occasion. Um, it was, it, I mean, for me, it goes back to the the coaching staff that he had around him. Everyone was new last year. So everyone was trying to build the chemistry, get acclimated with each other, and really try to find that middle ground. And we saw it in certain games where everything just clicked, it worked. And then you saw games where everything pretty much fell apart. So going into his, his third year, second year with this coaching staff, I think he'll be much better than what we saw last year, just because the continuity is there now. Yeah, I agree um, a thousand percent. I didn't really have any expectations for him just because that first season was like a, random get thrown into the fire type of season. And then we had a, a complete overhaul in like the front office and the coaching staff. So I didn't really have any like expectations like he's got to come in and look like this. Um, given this quarterback draft class, he definitely deserves another um, year. Now, if this was a draft class where we had like a Bryce Young coming out, a Joey Burrow, a Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I'll be all for drafting Jalen Hurst replacement. But it's, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're like, this is what we got. This is what the market look like. It's nobody better than Jalen Hurst out there that, you know, won't cost $230 million guaranteed and come with 50,000 court cases. So we're stuck with Jalen Hurst for another season. So I think he was fine enough to, like, get another year, given mm-hmm. our circumstances. But I do see where, like, you know, for some people, his expectations could have fell short, but I don't see why, because I don't know why y'all be expecting so much from this guy who got no time to develop. Right. And that was I so agree. frustrating. Literally every week, that was like where my frustration lied. It was kind of like majority of these quarterbacks in the league are not like overnight sensations, you know, like right. we didn't even give him time to develop. So that's where I was frustrated. Like, you know, you guys need to chill out, you know, give this guy time. And it was only technically like his first real season, but it concerns me because I feel that going into his third season, a lot of people have the mindset that it's like a make or break season for him. Do you guys agree? Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily agree a hundred percent because I feel like that's the narrative that the Eagles are putting out there on him. You know, it's, it's not his fault that he, you know, came into a situation where things were shifting and all of that stuff with Carson Wentz. And then he was kind of like thrown into the fire. 
in a way last year with this new head coach, new defensive coordinator, like all of all this stuff is new. And then coming into his third year, it's like, well, because there's nobody better than you quarterback wise in the draft, this is your prove it deal. Like you either prove that you are worth it or we're drafting your replacement next year. And I, I feel like he, he will rise to the occasion. You know, that's just who he is. It's how he's pretty much always been. But I I really, I don't like that. That's the narrative that the Eagles are putting out there for him. And I think we all know that when it comes to Howie Roseman, like regardless of what he's saying, you got to pay attention to like what he's doing right. because they're doing all this talk. There's off season about how Jalen Hurts is the guy, but would you be surprised if knowing the QB factory, you know, reputation, if they drafted a, Q, a quarterback this year, would you be surprised? Sadly? No, I would not be surprised because <laughs> first of all, we just, I just, I don't know about y'all, but I can never predict what, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? I feel like last draft was pretty like, well, I didn't know we were going to get Devonta Smith, but I felt like I knew we was going to get one of those wide receivers because it was like a wide receiver draft and we needed a wide receiver. This year, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I want us to go all defense in the first round because this is the kind of draft where you can get your defensive talent of the future. But I see so many wide receiver visits. I see so many quarterback visits. Us taking Kenny Pickett out to dinner. Uh, we went to that game, the Kenny Pickett Sam Howe game during the season. We sent Scott, well, Howie Roseman was in the building for that game. So it's a lot of stuff just signaling that we might take a quarterback. And if we do, I won't be, would I be mad? Yes. Would I be surprised? No. But like I said, the make or break year for Jalen Hurts, I it's got to be a make or break year for Jalen Hurts because. The way the NFL just moves so quick now, the way the NFL moves, like the NBA now, where in the offs, it just takes one really good offseason to make you a contender. We can't just be waiting around another season. Now, I'll give the brother a, this season, and I'm rooting yeah. for him. But we got to move on. We got a lot of young talent. We got a, a offensive line that's not getting any younger, that's right at his peak. Um, hopefully in this draft, we get some game-changing defensive players. Next season, if we're just a quarterback away from, like, being a legit contender and if Jalen Hurst hasn't moved that needle, we got two first-round picks to either make a trade for whatever disgruntled quarterback is going to be next offseason because every offseason some quarterbacks are getting traded now, whether it's to make a trade or get Bryce Young. Jalen Hurst already know what time it is. Bree, would you be surprised? I. It depends on what round. If they if, – if, if they – grab a quarterback in like the fifth or the sixth round. Like it, it's not going to face me. I, I really don't care. Cause nine times out of 10, they're probably going to move him before camp starts anyway. So whatever, if they draft a quarterback in the first or the second round, I, I, I will be very, very, very surprised because I don't think there's a quarterback right now that could come into this situation and outplay Jalen hurts. I, I really, I really don't think that there is. I agree. They're all like projects. We've talked about this time and time again. So yeah. next year, it's a different story completely. But this year, what's the point? But I want to get into draft. Simone kind of already started to ease into it. But like looking at the first round, number 15, number 18, what would you guys say 
should be the Eagles' priorities with those two first-round picks, like position-wise? Um, I, you know, I'll agree with Simone, uh, and I've probably stood on this a hundred percent since the season ended. We need defense, defensive players, one hundred percent, and it's either got to be an edge rusher or it's got to be a linebacker. And I know Howie does not like spending money on linebackers, but at this point, we really don't have a choice because there's nobody else out there that can that we can get at a decent price and actually be here for five or six years at minimum. So I think that one of those two positions at 15, one of those two positions at 18, and really start to solidify that defense and, and get this thing going. No, I agree a thousand percent. I keep hearing when I'm doing my mock drafts, oh, how he's not going to draft a linebacker. People have to change at some point. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, We've been so destitute at the linebacker position for so long. Like, it's time for things to change, especially in this kind of draft. Um, linebacker, definitely a big need. Edge rusher. Edge rusher still a big need for me, but not necessarily in the first round anymore just because we got Hassan Reddick. Um, safety. Rodney McLeod left. So we don't have a starting safety. We got Marcus Epps, and that's it. Like, Steven Nelson is gone. We don't have a quarterback, too. So we don't have – there's two starting positions that we just don't have anyone filling right now. Like, there's no way you can go in this draft and go get a wide receiver in the first round when we don't have anybody besides Darius Slay in the secondary. Like – And I think, like, Howie Roseman surprised people last season – with Devonte Smith like I think he did what he had to do like everybody was very happy with that so to me doesn't that feel good you know like read the room like if you know right. everyone is demanding this I know you're listening to these podcasts I know y'all listen to us so it's like you know what everybody is saying don't be stupid it's not it's not hard it's not rocket science stick right. with what is best for you know, based off of last season, you guys know what didn't work. So fix it. Like, this is the time. But do we have the confidence in Howie Roseman to not screw it up? I guess is where we all kind of stand. One thing that I heard, uh, I think it was on the radio, maybe a week ago, um, they were talking about the GMs in the league. And they said that the way Howie Roseman thinks is more so in the future. He thinks two or three years down the line when he does these drafts. A lot of these other GMs only think about right now because they don't know if they're going to be here in a year or two. So they want to make an impact now. So some of Howie Roseman's picks from the past actually make sense, you know, because it's like, okay, we got this position, you know, this person only has, you know, maybe a year or two left, you know, we're drafting for his replacement now compared to in two years. So confidence, <laughs> he's he's a grenade you you really don't know unless you pull the pin so it's like <laughs> I I I hope that he makes the right decision at, at 15 and 18 but then it's like you really you really have no idea because you don't know if he's gonna draft for right now and and really get Jalen Hurts the help that he needs on both sides of the ball or if he's going to play that well in two years you know, so-and-so is not going to be here. So let's draft this position. And it just not makes sense right now. 
Yeah, I agree because, well, my only concern about this draft, I feel like last draft, just like fan consensus-wise, we all knew we wanted a wide receiver and some people wanted a quarterback. It mm-hmm. was like Jamar Chase versus Jalen Waddle or when Devonta Smith fit better or Jalen um, Waddle fit better, boom, boom. And then there was that crop that wanted a quarterback. You know what I mean? So this draft, though, we're all over the place as a fan base. Like, there's people saying wide receiver in the first round, which I don't agree with. Like, I can see why somebody might want one, but I don't agree with it. Um, there's so many, like, there's just so many different avenues. Like, some people saying, oh, we don't need a linebacker. There's, like, what, what games were they watching the last three years? Like, what? <laughs> yes, like, there's so much division, I feel like, now. So, I just don't know what the heck is going to happen April 28th. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. There's so many routes we could go. I just And like you said, draft it for the future. He could turn around and go get that Linderbaum off yes. with the first round pick. <laughs> I, that is my absolute nightmare, okay? It is, that is a nightmare of mine. I, if, he go, if he drafts, <laughs> if he drafts a lineman at 15, <laughs> I am walking out of that stadium and I am never turning back. I will be, I will be no more good. I just can't wait to see Twitter. Like it's either going to go really well or it's going to go really bad. So I'm going to be waiting, just patiently waiting to see how it plays out. Like when we, like I love Landon Dickerson, love him. And I, kind of, <laughs> but y'all when it was a second where we got Landon Dickerson. I was like, huh? Like, well that, okay. So the Landon Dickerson, it, it kind of made sense, and we lucked out on him because of the injury yeah. history with Brandon Brooks and all of that stuff. You know, we lucked out with him, and thank God that we did because the season would have been much worse last year had we not drafted Rascals him. Rascals has me worried because nobody, Howie Roseman, drafted a lineman. That's why I feel like we over here talk about linebacker, safety, corner, wide receiver. Will he draft a quarterback? It's going to be a lineman. He always drafts a lineman. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. God. We don't, we don't need it. I can't take that. I want to shift before we even wrap this thing up. Because I think, like, everybody's, like you said, Simone, everybody's on a different wave. So all we can really do is be patient and see how this plays out. But taking a look at, like, the division going into this season, I wanted to get you guys' takes on, like, quarterback rankings. Like, who do you think – like, where do you think Jalen Hurts falls among the other quarterbacks in the NFC East? And do you think that the Eagles are going to make it to the playoffs again? We're going to uh, make the playoffs. One thing about – I feel like we're going to make the playoffs. We made the playoffs last year when we thought we was going to be four and – 15 or whatever, how many games it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to make the playoffs. And I think Jalen Hurst ranks number two. Number two, barely number two, because Dak is starting to slip a little bit. I feel mm-hmm. like Dak is definitely better than Jalen Hurst where he is right now. But I don't – Jalen Hurst definitely is on the trajectory to be Dak or be better than Dak. I ain't never putting Carson Wentz over my QB1. So three <laughs> – <laughs> and then what's his name again? Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh so yeah, I, I agree with Simone. I think we're gonna make the playoffs. And uh I think again it comes back to continuity. And I think this team, you know, 
is is going to get it together. We're going to see a big jump in this second year with Sirianni. And I agree. I will put Jalen Hurts at number, I would say number 1.8. Cause like you said, Dak is slipping and his team is falling apart. We don't know what the hell, sorry. We don't know what uh, Dallas is going to do. Dallas is probably going to draft a lineman because they need one desperately. But uh, Carson Wentz going to the commanders. I, I would say that might be tied with Daniel Jones at four. Like we're just, we're just missing number three right now. So it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not worried about the commanders. Like that's the least of my worries. Like not yeah. a single, but they not do get Chase Young back after this. Okay. In, at that, after that, that's the only, Terry, Terry. That's the only thing that really concerns me. That's the yeah. only two players that I know that are like threatening, but yeah. I mean, before we wrap things up, first and foremost, thank you guys for both taking the time to chat with me. I know you're busy in this draft season craziness, but do either of you have anything you want to like plug anything that, you know, the one can, the, where can the listeners find you guys? But yeah, anything y'all want to plug before we wrap up? Um, Just YouTube, really. Oh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that. So YouTube, Simone with the sports, Instagram, Simone with the sports, um, Twitter, Small underscore daily. I feel like that TikTok where they like top cheese. Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Oh gosh. Where, where, where can we find you? Uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can find the show on Instagram, Sports and Stilettos Podcast, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's hit the ground running. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for next Thursday to get here now. You and me both. But thank you guys again. Thank you, lovely, loyal listeners for tuning in. That's going to be a wrap on episode 49 of Above the Nest with Rachelle. Don't forget to rate, leave, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, you guys all know the drill. But yes, um, thank you guys. And that is going to be a wrap. P-G-N. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.